Hey folks, it's Jeremy, the host of Blamo. Thanks so much for listening. This is a preview of one of our exclusive shows on Patreon. These are member-supported shows, meaning they only happen because of our incredible members and community. So check out a preview of the episode, and if you like it, consider joining us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Blamo, where we have tons of exclusive Blamo episodes, shows, our amazing Slack group, and we're adding new things for members all the time. If not, no worries, we still love you, and we literally have hundreds of episodes of Blamo all free for you to dive into. Thanks so much. Everyone always wants to know, what are you wearing today? But no one ever thought to ask, how are you wearing today? Welcome to the Triple J Show. So button those middle buttons, tighten those side tabs, strap on those monks, and enjoy the ride. So I got some listener feedback as a DM uh-uh. from, a, from a listener and mm-hmm. uh, said, which I thought was very interesting. And uh, I want to read this. They said, hey, dude, love the pod. Quick question and maybe some, <laughs> they wrote fearless feedback. I think they must have worked at Apple at one point. Um, Would it be possible for you guys to introduce <laughs> yourself more? Because I get confused on whose voice is whose. And I, and I responded and I said, I said, well, hopefully it's easy to figure out my voice if you listen to the podcast. And he wrote, no, I don't really listen to Blamo, but I do like Triple J. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, I'm Gian DeLeon. This is what I sound like. Yeah, I'm Jeremy Kirkland. This is what I sound like. I'm John. This is, this is also what I sound like. There's your intro, buddy. I think we should, because there's no visuals, we should just introduce every, like every time. I think it was, so yeah. Me, Gian, this is what I think. <laughs> it was funny i was like wow okay i was like hey i was like i'm just gonna i was like i'm gonna read this verbatim on the pod and he was like cool i get yeah i mean i guess if you've never talked to all of us i feel like you and gian i feel like if you're if you're like listening to this podcast and you don't know what g and daylion and jeremy kirkland sound like yeah, I well, that, it's interesting. Yeah, because I thought, like, are you are you living this life? Are you really about this? I'm like, <laughs> like I get me. Like I'm not like you know. It's like maybe once a month. Okay, cool. I get it. Fair, fair play, fair play. But these two, I don't, multiple podcasts, multiple guests. Yeah, I don't know. Doing vids. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say the vid thing is I was like, because in my head, and I was like, well, I'm not gonna like challenge this guy, but I was like, well, he follows me. He follows Gian, um, because I like it's tapped fair. his name, and um. I'm like, so he's seen, he's only seen the 10,000 videos that's on Gian's page. But okay, fair, man. I was like, hey, you know, that's good feedback anyway. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. So. Very fearless feedback taken. Yeah, fearless feedback. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's fearless like. Fearless feedback uh, taken, addressed, and demolished. <laughs> yeah. We crushed Maybe that we got to treat this baby. more like an NPR show where it's like, you know, I'm Ira Flato and this is Science Friday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Hello, every time. folks. You know? You're listening yeah. to the Triple J show. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Um, also, what I what I He's really Jay. like about Japan is the old worlds contrasted with this, you know, new world, and it's very yeah. innovative. But at the same time, they have an appreciation mm. just level of yes. taste that you don't really mm. see in the West. Visiting the Pokemon Center is like nowhere. <laughs> the giant Gundam really stirs the soul. 
<laughs> I feel like challenge accepted. We gotta just try and sound exactly like one another. Oh yeah, for this entire right. You know what yeah. I mean? And be well, like, and I'm like maybe maybe he listens to it at like two x or one and a half x because there are a few pods that I listen to of friends of ours. Well, you speed where, run pods? Oh, do so. I when I listen to TF. I'll put it at one and a half or two apps. Oh, yeah. Because Yo, I feel like I... that on one or two apps yeah. is like listening to like hardcore sped up and louder. <laughs> yeah, I dude. don't know. I chipmunk it. <laughs> I do. You chipmunk it? Yeah. You, don't, you don't chipmunk That's your crazy. pods, dude? You, you guys speed run podcasts? Oh, absolutely. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I listen to tons wow, of did, pods did on I, one I, Is this how everyone listens to so many? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is like, look, like literally <laughs> like... Speed running podcast. That's yeah, I never thought yeah. about doing that. Because wait, do you guys, you guys don't do that for like movies and TV though, right? I do it for audio. Oh, yeah, books. man. I, I I only watch movies in the gifs that compress things like B movie into five seconds. I did. No, it's funny. I did at one point. I was at the gym and I uh, I was watching Better Call Saul. This is like a while ago, and I was like, man, I only have like a little bit of time left, like on the elliptical for myself. And I was like, oh, I was like, okay. I was like, how do I get this like 30 whatever minute episode down to like 18 minutes? And I was like, I'm going to, on Netflix, on mobile, you can speed, you can, uh, you can play it faster. And so I listened to like Better Call Saul or watched it like quicker. And I told my friend, he was like, yeah. I revoke our friendship. He's like, that's an incredible show. You can never do that again. I was like, fair. <laughs> Christopher Nolan's like just crying. Like, yeah. I'm going to watch it on my, my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Portrait mode. Yeah, someone watched Oppenheimer times three. <laughs> Oppenheimer three yeah. three X. Like, man, that bomb really goes I'm off. A spe- I'm a sp- I speed <laughs> on my phone, baby. <laughs> as it was, as as the director originally intended. Yeah. yeah. Yo, I'm not gonna lie though. Yeah, I never thought about just don't do that to ours, guys. I want the full hour with us. I, hi- I highly no, recommend. I'm talking it. to the listeners now. Yeah. You know what I mean. I, I'm I'm all for it. The fact that people listen, I, I'm all I'm all for it. Um, Play me at point five. <laughs> <laughs> slow, slow me down, down. <laughs> yeah there's a, who's i listen because i listen to how long gone sometimes at like 2x and then then i'll slow it down like if i move it to the car or whatever and it doesn't you know it doesn't transfer uh, it'll it'll bring it back to like 1x and all of a sudden i'm like yo why like why do they sound like that and i'm like like someone's on drugs <laughs> or something right now it's like no that's actually how they speak versus someone be like yeah you know it's really great <laughs> so yeah it's it's a wild world out there um, it's an interesting phenomenon. Mm-hmm. So, Gian's back from his whirlwind trip. I feel like that's kind of the theme of many of these episodes. Is Gian Gian <laughs> returns from his gallivanting around the world on the USS Enterprise and yeah, uh, prodigal friend? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, how was how was Fashion Week? Mine. Yeah, it's good. You know, um, super fun to be back. You know, in the in the trenches for another season. Mm-hmm. Um, not quite over yet. Yeah, that's right. It's still market, so it's right? still a lot of market happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like always market at this point. You know? Can you explain what but market is? that's just is? the nature of the job. Uh, mar- market is this loose term for when, you know, seasonally, if you're in retail or if you're in editorial, you're seeing the upcoming offerings that will be offered on the market, you know, generally about six months from when they're shown. So, you know, buyers are placing their orders. Um, you know, the press is writing about the latest collections and just new things on, on the line. And then you pack it up, deliver, and then, you know, stuff that hopefully things get delivered on time, which 
you know, almost is never the case. And then six months later, you do it again for the spring summer season. But then this is where like it gets tricky, right? Because now that you have so many different like deliveries and collections, like there's like pre-spring, pre-fall, resort. Yeah, when did that happen? When did all the pre-stuff happen? So pre-fall happens around October, November, depending. So, you know, it happens like roughly a couple of months before, like this is what would be called like the main collection is basically what we just saw. Mm -hmm. Um, But pre actually comprises a lot of the commercial side of the business where, you know, generally in the industry, you probably place, like if you're a store, you probably place about 60% of your budget for a brand into the pre-buy because that's where a lot of the commercial leading pieces would be. And then you take the remaining 40% and then invest accordingly in like the statement pieces and like the things that walk the runway or just, you know, even for, let's say like a brand like Our Legacy, then they would have like their collection and and you would just like buy that accordingly. Oh, wow. Although Our Legacy doesn't necessarily do like a pre-collection, but for, you know, more for brands that do offer like a pre-collection, it's generally like a mix of like core and updates to like the super straightforward stuff and then basically the main collection season is when they would show the more exciting offerings for the season oh damn okay that makes a ton of sense i'm trying to think like our fearless feedback listener too and someone be like what's market hey jeremy here's a dm market is also (laughs) when i would traditionally go to places in loiter in (laughs) large convention centers take pictures of myself and then ask to do personal orders yeah that's also a big part of market week um, this is true that's a big part. give me that line sheet give me that excel doc <laughs> yeah but yeah so that's also a part of it too right it's like yeah. that's where all the big trade shows are i mean fashion month fashion week essentially is a trade show and so there are literal trade shows there's like man woman mm-hmm. there is welcome edition um project you know where and generally and there's the last big one in the men's world at the moment is like there's this project in Vegas, but there's also SIF in Copenhagen, which is happening during Copenhagen Fashion Week. Um, so a lot of Scandi brands showing up there. But then there's the big one in America, which is now Chicago Collective, which takes place um, in early Feb. That really just that's like the end of the fall winter season of when most people would have like finalized or placed their orders for fall 24 or for the fall season like around that time and so mm-hmm. yeah that's basically it it's like you're you're looking at new product and you're placing orders for the upcoming season and that's that's market that's why it's because you're in market so you're seeing what's going to be on the market and you're placing orders for what you hope will perform damn and then would you say pity is like part of market pity was like the official kickoff of men's market i would say yeah. You know, because Pity Womo is a, is a trade show. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they have featured designers every season, but like, you know, Brunello Cuccinelli is a big fan and big proponent of Pity, and he has like one of the biggest booths. And yeah. honestly, like, I love going to Pity because it's my favorite time to get walked through that collection because it's still fresh for everyone. So it's like, as a season goes on or as like, you know, a fair goes on, the talking points get distilled. You know, but like if I'm if I'm there like the first day of pity, like some of the account executives, some of the people who work at Brunello, this is their first time seeing it as well. And so you're everyone's looking at it with fresh eyes. 
and we're always getting walked through by like the design team and this is like their first time that they get to like explain it mm-hmm. uh, and what the inspiration is what the key pieces are some of like the new updates to you know things like they always like have really great knits they always have a cool sporting story um they explain the palette and i mean that's that's sort of the same kind of approach that you know when you'll walk like a Dries Van Noten showroom, they'll, they'll walk you through that process as well. Um, or any, you know, showroom you go to, they'll give you a bit of the outline about what the story is behind each season. Uh, but that's my favorite part, too. And then, you know, a lot of brands, they'll, they'll do the shows as well, but showrooms are more fun because you usually get to try stuff on. Yeah. But I, I, I still do love going to shows. I mean, the Rick Owen show this season was insane because it was at his house slash studio in Paris. Um. Yeah, Kia I mean, was the saying they did the show like fun. five times or something like that. Yeah, they they had three separate shows. So they did like the first one for press. They did another one for uh buyers and like retailers. So that's the one Kia and I were at, and then they did like a third one for like staff and VICs. Mm. But that was like a trend. Like Lemaire also showed at like their office at Place de Vosges as well, which was like super fun. And then Orly also had like an office theme show. Um. So yeah, damn. And then and then Vuitton showed at the um the foundation, like the Louis Vuitton Foundation, which is like uh, also like an art museum. Same with like the Fondazione Prada in Milan, but Prada always shows like in the Fondazione because they always have like the space that they like remake mm-hmm. each season. Um, but it was cool because it's like I think there's like a, a Mark Rothko exhibit right now at oh the Fondazione God. or at the at the LV Foundation. Um. But it was fun. Super cool. Wow. But the, yeah, the shows are one part of it. And then, you know, after the show, there's like Reese's where you see the items up close and you have the opportunity to actually touch the garments. And then there's showrooms as well. I mean, they're both, they're similar. Right. Mm-hmm. They're basically both like the showroom for what was on the runway. How often? And often much more than what was on the runway, right? Because it's like, there's some brands where, yes, what was on the runway is the whole collection, but, you know, Dries Van Noten is a perfect example. It's like, he'll do a show, and then you'll go to the showroom, and there's so many more things that, like, wasn't even in the show that are often, like, really fire pieces. Yeah, how often is it that you go to a show? Because I remember seeing a brand, which I won't name for this reason, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, this stuff's amazing. It's so good. And then I went to the showroom and saw it and I started to like try things on and look at stuff. And this is, I, maybe I had a better body at the time, but I was like, this is disappointing. Like this is confusing to me. And I'm like, the show was spectacular, but the physical experience of the garment was very lackluster. Or does it happen in the opposite? I mean, I guess it depends on the brand, right? It also just depends on if your sample size, which is important. <laughs> True. Yeah, I mean, because I'm not trying to take season. down anyone. I'm just saying, like, sometimes, like, it's it's always very surprising. Right, and I think it's also important to understand, like, you know, when people say, like, samples, they're literally samples that were created often for the runway. And then, you know, a lot of times they'll have been worn by the model and tailored for, like, the model who's wearing it. Yeah. So it'll be different in what, you know, we would call production, which is, like, some things will change when it's like, oh, well, we sampled this. This is this. This came out this way, but then we're going to tell the factory to fix it so like the button actually hangs like this, mm. or this this fabric was like the wrong fabric, so it'll actually be closer to like this kind of color and this kind of texture when um you know we actually make 
the like the the production run of this right so i think that's part of it um and yeah then i think uh it just depends on the designer right because it's like some shows have like a really great vibe and it's like styled really well then you'll see it in the show and you're like okay this is you know a bit different from what we saw but this is like more viable in a retail context for the customer than you know the super crazy version that was like on the runway yeah, I mean Tom Brown does that. You, oh you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. You, you you know that. Like you know he he really just what's when he does his shows, it's all about the full fantasy. And then you'll go to the showroom, and it's like, all right, well here's like this shirt that has like this Trump Loewe feature that ties back to yeah. one of the themes of the show. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's the thing. I think like Tom Brown because like people were talking about the Margella show. I mean like it's it was yeah, it exactly. was not really made for everything to be sold. It was, it was basically like a press hit in a way, like it's this theatrical show to get people excited to talk about the brand so they can buy, you know, German army trainer replicas and, you know, sweaters yeah. and stuff like that. And which I think makes a ton of sense, but it's like shit, Tom Brown, like all of his shows were like that. No one's like, I want the football mm-hmm. suit. It's like, this is right. great. I'll take another gray suit or, you know, yep. yeah, it's, it's white, white me down in some, uh, striped sweatpants. Yeah. It's true. There you go. Yeah. Um, but that's, yeah, I feel like all the, everything that I saw, at least of people losing their shit, was La Mer and Orly. And La Mer felt like it was a bit, it's been a few years since people have like gone really hard for La Mer. Yeah. I mean, La Mer is really good. You know, he has like a primary, he, there's a lot of earth tones mm-hmm. in this season that, in general, that I saw, but he has like this new kind of like ball mocking grandpa style coat that's really good um there's like some new nice fabrications and like this nice dry silk fabric mm-hmm. uh he has these like sick like workwear judo pants that i loved in the showroom as well and then so many twisted seam trousers that i'm sure are gonna go crazy that's sick yeah Moy, did you see any of this stuff i mean here and there you know what i mean i think i've like probably yeah probably the margella stuff is the stuff that like Got the and, and Margella, like, you know, it's important that, to note that Margella showed during Couture. Yeah, it's true. True. true so, true, like, true. The, the way that when people talk about this mythical beast of the fashion calendar, like, this shows you how, how important menswear is in the grand scheme of things. It's like men's kicks it off, and it's like, okay, yeah, you boys <laughs> can have, like, a little bit of this fashion world, I suppose. And then Couture is really when, like, this quote-unquote serious fashion starts, right? Because there's a really rigorous process to show during that week. And that's when you're going to see, like, $100,000 dresses from, like, Dior. I mean, Iris Van Herpen is one of, like, the couture designers that always just does crazy, crazy stuff. And it's just all about execution of craft, like, the savoir-faire of, like, a lot of these houses to just make things at the highest level and show what they can do. And, you know, it is for, like, those VIC clients who actually, like, buy couture, and, you know, can have, like, a $30,000 dress Jeez. and up. Yeah. You know, it's like, I mean, when, I think it was Balenciaga, when they did their uh, couture show, they had, like, that insane, like, robe coat that was actually made of, like, shredded pieces of, of suede or leather, but it looked like a robe. And then that's the same thing with, like, Margella, right? It's like, I mean, Tom Brown's last show uh, before... Um, his Valentine's Day show, or last season, he he showed during Couture Week. So it's like important. It's it's a, an important um, honor to to be able to get sh- to show during Couture because it's like there's only like I don't know. I think it's like less than ten 
houses that are noted as couture houses that can show. And so they always have like this opportunity to feature guest um, designers, I guess, during couture. Yeah. For, for yeah. folks who don't know, like couture is a, it's a, it's a standard of production and there's all these different yeah. rules and stuff applied by, by the French government. Like it's very, you know, a, a, historically it was basically only things that were by hand and that were yeah. certain uh, levels. Like it had to be made in a certain area. Like if you're a watch person, it's like a Geneva seal in the sense where it's like, has to be made right. in this location, this this process, this much handwork, da da da. And so, but what's interesting, and I don't know, at least the stuff that I had read was like Couture was doing awesome, and then at different times when like some of the early fast fashion stuff came in, um, that it wasn't getting the 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 excitement as some of the other brands, and so they started letting the Couture Week feature brands that would get a little bit more press to draw more attention back to the original stuff, and then you'd have people like designers who were could kind of like walk in both worlds and it's 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 super crazy the not just like the politics of it but like if you're hearing this it means you've hit the end of the patreon preview podcasting ain't much but it's honest work to hear the rest of the blamo special episodes please consider signing up for the patreon for just a few dollars a month your hard-earned cash can help our talking heads dress the rest of their bodies and mark down artisanal clothes thanks for listening 